Hello, and welcome to this episode of a Clean Bill of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Galen Nuttall, and this podcast is all about supporting physicians, especially Canadian ones, in all areas of life, including finance, well-being, family, and practice. Now, a quick question before we hop on over to the episode. Are you working with an advisor and you're confused as to how they get paid and are left wondering if you're getting value for the fee that you are paying? If so, you are not alone, and I've got good news for you because I've got something for you. If you hop on over to galenhelpstocks.com, that's G-A-L-E-N helpstocks.com because that's how my name is spelled, you can download a free service guide that spells out exactly what it's like to work with me, either on a fee-based basis or other ways. And I've got direct links to two videos that explain how fees work in general and my top tips on how to pick an advisor that's going to be a good fit for you. And you'll also be on my list to be the first to find out when I release a new podcast episode, YouTube video, or when I've scheduled a webinar for physicians and their partners. And while you're on the site, you can read up on how I support physicians with big decisions, like how can I make the most of my corporation or am I on track for retirement? So thanks for checking that out. And be sure to go to galenhelpsdocs.com to check out that guide and the links to those videos. And now on with the show. All right, welcome everyone to this episode of a Clean Bill of Wealth podcast. I am your host, Galen Nuttall, as always. And today, we're very excited to be joined by Dr. Annie Galley, who is a Canadian physician with a passion to help high-achieving folks to stop feeling overwhelmed so they can go after what they truly desire and have fun doing it. And what uh, Dr. Galley has experienced is that what keeps people from doing that is a lack of time or a perceived lack of time. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how to create time, how to manage expectations with time. And we're going to finish this episode on time. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> it's all we have good. a meeting at five. Because we have a meeting at five. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So welcome to the show again. Thank you so much for having me again, Galen. It's been really nice to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And and before uh, I get too far, so if you're listening to this before uh, August 14th of 2022, we have an event coming up on August 14th, 2022, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And it is awesome. It's all about physicians and their intimate partners, spouses, whatever they've got going on in that arena. And you are one of the speakers as a physician coach and then another speaker as a physician spouse to speak about like that dynamic and everything. So everyone um, go to galenhelpsdocs.com slash marriage to sign up for that. Get all the emails and the Zoom link to join that. So today is a bit of a teaser for that event to talk about time. So will it be recorded yeah. for everybody that if they sign up, they can go back to the recordings? Yeah, I'll be I'll be. Yeah. So if you're listening to this after the 14th, you'll be able to find a recording of it. Yeah. Okay, you should you, they should, people should be there live, too, because it'll be really epic. I'm just trying That's to see the positions yeah. and their time and their flexibility. <laughs> you yes. know, sometimes it's nice when you can go back when you're you know, have the time. To look at. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if you go to that link after the 14th, there will be a replay link there. So yeah, Beautiful. absolutely. Good good to point out there for physicians. Not going to constrain you to that time block 100%. So um, time. So I guess kick it off in like general terms. Like what do you see uh, physicians and physician families facing around time? Oh man, and time is like the oldest tale in the book, isn't it? And I mm. think we get it from society and this, the cultural of medicine. Everyone's mm. like, oh, physicians don't have a lot of time. We're so busy. We like buy into this kind of, thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's no wonder that we are frantically trying to find time all the time. <laughs> and I don't mean to you know, mix puns. And so <laughs> what I find with my clients is they come to me 
you know, very successful in their careers, things are going well, but they're always behind, always in survival mode, mm-hmm. not quite making it there. And what I help them get to is, oh, I just came off of a week of MTU and that was doable, right? That's the results that I create with my clients. And I think it starts with like, where, why is it that time is so hard for physicians? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? And we could talk for hours, like people do their dissertations on like, (laughs) you know, um, physician burnout and why the systems are broken. And I'm not really into talking about that so extensively, but I would say two factors is our intrinsic values and who we are as people, some of our characteristics. And then there's also the systemic stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So we work in... In Canada, in a Canadian system, we work in hospitals, we work in offices, we have patient care, how we're billed, how much time we can spend with our patients, all the mm-hmm. paperwork, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of factors. And on the other side, it's we are altruistic, yes. people pleasers. Mm-hmm. We're really good um, at reading a room and knowing what everyone wants, and we want to do well for them. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, I I think that that's a superpower, but it's also when you use it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that combination just makes it so that we have to take the time to learn how to interact with this system Mm -hmm. of how to be a physician or we will burn out. Because the system is really set up as an, it's not, possible. It's like a a puzzle that's not solvable, right? (laughs) The things that they want you to do, you know, I am a family physician. So the things that they want you to do as a family physician, all by getting home at 5 p.m. and being the super mom (laughs) and, you know, volunteering at the PTA and all the things is actually not possible. What happens is high achieving physicians try to meet that mark and that's when bur- burnout happens. So okay. that's what I help my clients with. Yeah. Got it. So I'm hearing a real like reframe of um, like, I'm hearing like some level of like uh, self, like not forgiveness, but like awareness of like, I can't actually achieve this thing that they've asked me to achieve. Or it's like not, like you said, a, a puzzle that's not solvable. And I can yeah. totally see how a physician would, would, would like, uh, you know, to generalize the personality a bit, like it's obviously like someone does, someone becomes a physician by accomplishing a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. Like a lot of things, med school residency and so on. Yeah. Um, and like having that sort of drive of accomplishment to then be like, oh, there's this bar that's been set too high and mm-hmm. like not being able to fulfill it. Okay. That is really cool. Um, yeah, well, and it even yeah. goes further. Like, you know, I was sitting there talking to my dermatologist who we went to med school with. I went to med school with, she's lopping off one of my moles. So go get your moles checked. This is your PSA. I am a family doctor. <laughs> and and we were talking about how much um, medicine has changed to the point where like, they're still trying to have us work the same as when it was like 1950, right? And so for both male and female physicians, that doesn't work anymore because not only are the phys- are the patients more acute, but mm. also like all of the stuff at home is much more expanded. And so I just think that if you don't take the time to figure out what medicine is to you and give yourself permission for that, then mm-hmm. at some point during your career, you will burn out and have to restart. Mm, interesting. And maybe okay. that's like a bold statement, but I, I just see it a lot. Yeah, it's what you see. No, and I definitely, I love it when uh, you're sharing what you do see because that's like the real life people that you're working with and what you're helping them achieve. So 
what I one of the things that always comes up for me with this conversation for time, and I've had some breakthroughs around it, but certainly have many more to achieve, uh, mm-hmm. is that um, certainly like how you've said in the beginning, like how I relate to time. Like so, if I run around saying I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And I say that all day long. It comes true. It becomes true. Like I don't have enough time. You perpetuate what you say. And one thing that hit me, actually it's an insight I had literally like three or four days ago, is that I often will say I don't have time for something and I'm actually lying. I do have time for it, but it's not a priority or I don't want to do it. (laughs) And instead of, and instead of like being honest and saying it's not a priority or I don't want to do it, I'll say I don't have time, but it's BS. Like I could do it. But I don't want Absolutely. to, or it's not a priority. So I'm learning to actually say what it really is rather than I don't have yeah. time. Like to say, I'm like, well, that's just not a time for that. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then can we be compassionate with ourselves when we have those realizations? Right. Like, <laughs> everyone, like a lot of my clients would say, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time mm-hmm. to, you know, um, do X, Y, or Z. And it's really, can we look at it and be like, am I not making that a priority? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is what I'm going to go over um, on Sunday is we're going to start with looking at what it is that your priorities are and then going from there. Because if you are driving your car without coordinates, you will just continue to drive mm-hmm. and you will drive for 20 years, 30 years without knowing, did you make all the stops you wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. um, did you show up and were you the... A baseball coach if you wanted to be yeah, yeah you know did you want to uh be present for your kids in different ways and it, it means that means diff- something different for everybody right yeah okay none of it is right or wrong it's just that did you choose the life that you lived during that time because i have clients right now who are um yeah physicians who have this grade 12 you know the kids in grade 12 oh my god i can't believe they got there Mm. Where, well, how are we oh, here yeah. right mm. and so what are we working on well we're working on creating time for this year so that they're present so mm. they do all the things that they want to all those experiences cool. when they're young mm. yeah it's reminding me of the adam sandler movie click did you ever see that movie where he gets like a remote control and he can control time oh my god i think so i think I've it's not an amazing movie really old I'm it's pretty that. old yeah <laughs> And it's not an amazing movie by any stretch. I love some of his movies, but this is not an amazing one. But it is all about this dude who, like, he wants to be able to control time. And then yeah. it goes haywire. And he wakes yeah. up one day and his kids are all grown up and everything. And I think yeah. that the movie does resonate on that level because it can happen. Um, and, and like, one of the things I can't help but ask, because, like, even though I have had breakthroughs around time, I feel like a lot of people might listen to this and say, that sounds really great. Like, you know, what you're saying, but it doesn't apply to me. Or, like the approach of like time truly is finite. I really only have 24 hours in a day. There's nothing I can change about time because it's this like constant thing in my life. That's just going to march on no matter what I do. So like, mm-hmm. have you ever worked with someone who kind of came to the table with that mm-hmm. notion and you were able to shift something for them? <laughs> well, I think, I mean, it, sometimes you're not ready to hear the message, right? <laughs> and that, yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true for me. Right. Sometimes sure. I'm like, Oh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. And I've, I've heard all of it like 15 times. And I really truly, truly think that even as a physician, as a family doctor, when I am talking about <clears throat> exercise, sleep and all the things, and, and they have, this is not the first time they've heard this. Okay. It is just, not. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but maybe it's that one time that is compelling enough for them. And I think that, um, 
I think after this pandemic that we have had, so as you know, I was uh, up in Edmonton with my two best girlfriends from medical school and one of them's an ER physician, one of them's a rural family Mm. doctor. And I'm sitting there listening to their stories right now. And I just, what struck me for me is that I want to really make a request or if this compels anybody to take their emotional and mental health seriously as a physician Mm. during this time in history, then this is the time Mm. because what we went through in the pandemic and are still going through, like we're having the aftermath. Like I, I work in patient, um, I work subacute care. And so we are never staffed appropriately mm. and mistakes are happening and everyone's stressed and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And so I think that, yes, you can roll your eyes and say like, Oh yeah, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't have time. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but what I want to say is this, I was once like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not like I came to this work and was like, Oh yeah, like this is, I just believe <laughs> it. Right. Um, I was, and quite frankly, I was probably burnt out. I probably didn't, Mm. I would never have said that about myself, honestly, because physicians never do that. Yeah. (laughs) really good. (laughs) You're not going to self-diagnose with the the burnouts. (laughs) No, but all I knew was for myself that something had to change. Mm -hmm. That's it. And so if you have an inclination that like, Hey, something's got to change. Um, what is it? I'm not sure, but my encouragement is to go search for it. That is what I'm saying. Mm. And I think that um, looking at the simplistic notion of looking at your priorities and where you are going, putting in your coordinates to your GPS of your car mm-hmm. is probably the most important thing you can do for the next 20 years of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, so it's good to hear, like you didn't, you didn't, you weren't born uh, with the uh, perfect notion of time, you had to develop it as well. No, it. Are the... you kidding me? It's not like I think it's hilarious when people are like, "Oh yeah, now I've just figured that out." Like I've just figured out my money mindset. Oh yeah, like, I'm just like, right. I'm done. No, I'm check, check that box. I'm never gonna fall. Oh, well, into... I figured out my people pleasing tendencies or my yeah. self doubt. My favorite is like, no, no, no. I really worked on my self confidence and my self doubt. You know, I just, I just is gone. Yeah, right. So listen, I, I see a lot of brains. I listen to a lot of people, both physicians, non-physicians, as patients, clients, whatever. And every single person in this lifetime has self-doubt mm-hmm. in what they're doing. And it's yeah. normal. And Absolutely. so I think it's just something that, you know we have to normalize. So, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I really love it. Giving that perspective on, um, yeah, like working on things, making discoveries, but not being like necessarily like, okay, I'm done with that. That's not going to come up anymore. Cause then I think if there's that, if there's that expectation, I think people can really feel like, Oh, I thought I already had that figured out. Like I Mm -hmm. thought I'd already figured out how to like, yeah, do that. And the other thing that you said was like, not, you weren't able to necessarily label yourself as burnt out, but you knew something needed to change. Yeah. And I feel like that's really key because actually before we hit record, I was talking to you about me and my wife, Emma's journey yeah. with um, self-personal development. And like we couldn't, she couldn't identify what was going on, but she knew something needed to change. And I feel like that's really great because I feel like a lot of people are in that position, but they don't know necessarily, oh, is it a time conversation? Is it a money conversation? Is yeah. it uh, abundance conversation? Whatever it is. Yeah. And so obviously you don't just work with people on time. Like people come no. to you with something saying, I know something needs to change. And yeah. then you look at what it is. Yeah. A lot of times um, people come to me 
and I help them find clarity about what they actually are looking for. Yeah. <laughs> to describe, right? Oh my gosh. You're just like, yeah. I, I had this moment. I had, I remember I was like up in Whistler. I was with some friends and I was just like, you guys like, and I was breastfeeding still. And this is like a year and a half after my mom had passed. Mm. Um, and I was just like, you know what? Like, is this it? Like something had to change for me. Yeah. And so for me, I went seeking. Um, and I think because I had the experience of my mom passing, I was much more open to trying something different, continuing looking at it because I knew that there was an urgency to um, mm. this life. Mm. Right. And mm -hmm. I think th that is like, if you were rolling your eyes at, let's look at time, all oh, my priorities, blah, 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 then do the exercise and, and tell me that it didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, I love that. And, and to yeah. own it, it's okay. It. Like if it yeah. doesn't, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I think it's the urgency of this precious life that we have yeah. and that medicine isn't everything. And what, who we are as human beings really matters. And I think what happens when we're in medical school and residency, that kind of gets put second or something mm -hmm. or like whatever. And it, it, the culture is like that. And I think in order to have a fulfilling career as a physician, I think you need to take that back or like that mm -hmm. ownership back mm -hmm. of like, I'm a mm -hmm. human um, and I need help to figure some stuff out. And so I'm a big proponent of your family doctor. I love counselors. I love life coaches, anybody. Right. And mm. so I'm, I'm also a really good resource. You can just get on a call with me and I can tell you <laughs> if you need, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and that's just because, you know, I just had a call this morning where I was like, I think you need counseling, which is fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah. I, I just think that our emotional health is such a spectrum. Yes. And I think us as family physicians and physicians in general, yes. I work with them all, um, is that taking our health seriously is important. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I, I love what you're saying about how like, it, you know, if, if you're rolling your eyes at the time conversation and you do the exercise and it doesn't give you results, then, okay, what else is there or what else could you be looking at? And the thing that you said, super refreshing is like how often what you do is helping people discover what it is that they truly want or what they're truly looking for. Because yeah. pulling back the curtain for me, that happens to me a lot. Like when I became an advisor, they're like, oh, you pull out this like this thing, like this pre-filled thing that I don't even use anymore. But it was like, you sit down with every client and you say, you know, where do you want to be in five years? And what do you want retirement to look like? And what do you want to provide for your children? And like, you ask people all these questions, they tell you what it looks like. And then you work your way backwards and tell them how much money they have to save to get it. Like how that is so rare. <laughs> like that someone comes to me and is like, well, I've really thought about this. So in three years, I want this. And in five years, I want, want this. this. And I'm going to retire at 60. And I know that I'm going to need, you know, $120,000 a year. And like, da, 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 da. Like, it's so rare. So the first times I did it, it fell so flat. And I'm like, is it me? Like, what's happening here? But I, I mean, I have learned how to work with it, right? Like, I, that's what I yeah. started with. And it was a tempting yeah. thing to me and yeah. all that jazz. So like, I know how to do it now. But... It is true, though, like how often I will ask someone a question and a big part of it is discovering like what it is they want. And I think this ties a lot into what you do with um, high achieving uh, women is a lot of people don't want to say what they do want yeah. because they don't think they're going to be able to get it. Yeah. And I have seen that quite a bit. Like I've seen physicians like I've met some physicians who like save so much money and then they're like, well, Galen, I, you know, like I'm, I know, so we talk about how, like, oh, how, how do you, where do you picture yourself doing in your 50s, 60s, and 70s? I kind of, that's a question I ask. Yeah. Me. 
And I had this one person say, well, you know, I don't know, um, but I think maybe I'd be able to retire at 65 or something like that. And we're like, well, is that when you want to make sure you could or is it not? And they're like, well, you know, 55, I'd like to know if I could or not and all this stuff. So anyways, we finally got to the point where they gave me a number and I'm like, we can tell you whether you can get that number or not. Like, and we can talk about how to shift it or whatever, but they were really concerned about giving the number they really wanted because they're like, I think it's because they were afraid they weren't going to get it. And at the end of the day, they were totally on track to get that. Like, yeah. cause they were just saving such a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was this hesitancy, like, Oh, I don't really want to like cough up what I really want. Cause I'm afraid I'm not yeah. going to get it. But I think it's like a lot of us are like afraid of our true desires, right? Mm-hmm. And like speaking them into existence means yeah. that they may or may not happen. And there's this fear of that. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of, of, of women, especially, um, say, well, I should be happy with what I have. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they'll say something like that. Like, well, I'm just, I'll just stay here. And it's really about, um, them staying, saying like staying small, right. Because it's safer, isn't it? Yeah. Right. You know? Right. And I say staying small and I work with like phenomenally like accomplished women, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Whatever, yeah. you know, like they're like, it's like, yeah. Top pediatrician. Anyway, and they're just sitting there, you know, but I say they're say, playing small because they're not really going after what they really yeah. want, you know, what they deep down. And maybe, you know, and sometimes when I say play, playing small, sometimes people take that as like, oh, you just want everyone to have goals and it's all right. about goals. I mean, like, I personally like have like an aversion to goals. It's fine. Um, <laughs> self-doubt and aversion to goals. You can, you know, you know, it's all good. Um, but it's like more about do you want to it's like, do you want to just work through overwhelm and not always feel like in survival mode and enjoy this life you mm-hmm. have? Great. That's what you should do. That's you playing big because mm-hmm. you're asking for what you really want, yeah. right? It doesn't have to be this like extravagant thing. But I do have clients who want to go after that research proposal or right. who want to start an online business or whatever. And that's because they want to, they feel safe enough to do that. And I think that what happens is sometimes like the perfectionism comes in for phys- physicians of like, what if it doesn't work? What would happen? And all of those things are, are things to work through. And, mm-hmm. and what I found in entrepreneurship, and I don't know if you have, is that those things come up and you have to kind of face them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I love what you're saying. Like what I'm hearing is like be- playing big is different for everyone. And playing big and like, and small and big, like, I mean, maybe there's too much meaning to those words, but what I'm really getting is like playing for what you want. Like, even if it's like, I want to exercise three days a week, yeah, but like, I I can't do that or I can't have that. Yeah. Like I don't have enough time to do this. It's just like expanding into like who you are even more. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, I mean, I guess in the coaching world, you would call me like a generalized life coach because I work with everything. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like expanding, like our greatest, one of the greatest curriculum that we have in this life is to get to know who we are. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh yeah. And then, and figure out what it is that we want. And I think we don't do that enough. Um, And especially as physicians, because we made all our goals when we were like 18 (laughs) or 20. We're like, I want to go to med school. And then you like tortured yourself through the MCAT (laughs) and you like got in the first time, didn't get in the first time, whatever it is. Right. And then, and then, you know, you're going and you have the kids because you, oh, well, you know, you're 35 and the curve goes down and you better start, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, physicians will know what that means. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so you get to this point where you're kind of like, oh, okay. Is this it? Is there, yeah. oh, okay. Is this what I want? I don't know. I don't even know anymore. I made my yeah. goal like 15 years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like the train tracks are so long. 
Yeah. And you get on them so young. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I have a lot of physicians that come and see me for like three months. We work together. And then it's kind of like they figure out what they want for that year or they figure out Mm -hmm. what they want for the next couple of years, whatever it is. And then they come back again. And it's like, it's just, I think that um, just seeking uh, your truth and taking time, being still um, Mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. Um, and I found coaching to be helpful it, for me, but maybe it's a different thing for you, but I, I'd encourage you to, yeah, yeah, do yourself a favor. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been amazing. Um, Great. it's been time well spent and I didn't do nearly <laughs> as many time puns as I thought I would. Um, did so many, it was brutal. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like, uh, Time after time. So many songs. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so many. Not really. Yeah. But okay, this is awesome because I really love, you know, I mean, you're pointing to like really the impact that coaching can have. And I'm a, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge fan of coaching. Like, um, I just I just find like before I tried any personal development, I was like, that's not for me. Like people go on Oprah and talk about that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Tony Robbins. Like I just had like this whole thing about it. And then like a good friend of mine introduced me to like, you know, personal development, like being coached basically. And then I just went on like a bender of like, I'm going to do this kind of coaching and that kind of coaching. Like I was into it so much. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's, it's one of those things that you like, you can start yeah. and then get really uh, almost like strategic about it. Like, Hmm, like now I want this in my life and I can tell that having someone in my life to support me in that is going to make a difference. And so I'm going to have yeah. a coach. Yeah, it's just like having a neutral party that can help you look at your mind and figure out what you want to use. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite analogies is like, I always want, so I I used to run marathons and I always wanted to do a triathlon. And so for like 16 years, I said, I'm going to do a triathlon. I never got around to it. And I bought a book and I watched YouTube videos and I got a journal and I like tried to do things. And then every time a triathlon rolled around, I'd I'd be like, oh, I should sign up for it. And I'd be like, oh, wait, I didn't swim enough, so I'm not going to be able to do this. And then the mm-hmm. next one would roll around. I'm like, whoops, I didn't bike enough. Now I can't do this. And finally, I hired a coach. I paid her 60 bucks a month. She yeah. did like a baseline assessment. Yeah. She told me what to do every day. And mm-hmm. like five months later, I did a triathlon. And then you So did. like it shortened my curve from 16 years of saying I wanted to do something to five months just having someone who had helped so many people do exactly what I wanted to do yeah. and just be like, boom. So like that's what I think coaching really is is like taking a lot of those things that we want and like or discovering things that like we've talked about like discovering things that you didn't even know you wanted and then helping you figure out how to get it and oh in a way that you're never going to get by in my opinion like certain levels of things you're not going to be able to get by watching videos and reading books and listening to podcasts like certain level is not achievable without like an external party yeah it makes it less drama a little bit more fun yeah i wish i had one during medical school would have been a lot less oh yeah (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I can see that. Totally. Awesome. Um, So we do have the event on the 14th. But outside of that, what is the best way for people to connect with you, learn more about what you do? Oh, I forgot you were going to ask this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. I am on Instagram at a galley. So A-G-A-L-L-I-E. So hang out there. And then my website, AnnieGalleyLC.com. And maybe you should, you know, have some links. Yeah, absolutely. I'll <laughs> so put the links in. Wrong. Yeah. So AnnieGalleyLC.com? Uh, yes. Okay, perfect. And that's Great. Annie, G-A-L-L-I-E, L-C.com. And I see that you've got links there. Get started with Annie. There you can follow you on Instagram. And I love, I follow you and I love the stuff that you put out, like about 
there's the, I feel like you put out these like tidbits of things, like yeah. things you've discovered, things you've like, I love it. I like, I definitely, I don't get on Instagram very often, but I guess Instagram knows I like your stuff because it's always like front and center when I, when I open <laughs> it. So well, that's good to hear. I'm glad. <laughs> it's good. I love it. It's like these quick insights into life that I love. So perfect. So everyone, uh, if you're, Want to reach out directly to Allie, go to Annie, sorry, go to AnnieGalleyLC.com or go to Instagram, the handle of uh, a galley. So A-G-A-L-L-I-E. And um, if you're going to sign up for the event, uh, Dr. Galley is speaking at this upcoming August the 14th, or if you're listening after to the replay, it's uh, Galen Helps Docs, which is G-A-L-E-N, helpsdocs.com slash marriage. So you'll be there. And we also have another coach who specializes yeah. in physician spouses. Yeah, I'm so interested to hear her perspective. Yeah. Um, I love, um, yeah, what she's coming to the table with. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah. It'll be I interesting it's such for such important sure. work. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. She's a physician spouse herself, became a master life coach, decided to coach yeah. other physician spouses, partners. So definitely going to be good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Plenty of time before your next call. Yeah, <laughs> I did got, it. You know, I've got eleven minutes. You know, wow, I can. You know, you can go stretch. You can do some yoga. <laughs> I can feed the dog. The poor you can dog. feed the dog. Oh yeah, feed the dog. <laughs> Gotta feed the dog. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for having joined me on this episode of a Clean Bill of Wealth podcast. I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen in. It really warms my heart when I see the number of listens go up. And feel free to scroll through all the other episodes where I've interviewed different amazing people and getting their insight into the lives of physicians and how they support them. And if you're left wondering anything around your financial plan, whether you're making the most of your corporation, if you're getting value for the fees that you're paying for your existing advisors, head on over to galenhelpsdocs.com. That's G-A-L-E-N helpsdocs.com to download my free service guide and get links to the videos where I explain exactly how fees work in Canada and tips for picking an advisor that's going to work for you. Thanks again for joining me and I'll see you on the next episode.